Hello, and thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Her True Strength Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to unpack a question that a lot of women ask themselves and often wrestle with. Does lifting make you bulky? You'll want to grab a pen and paper, take some notes, because this one is going to get good. Her True Strength Podcast is your faith-based approach to discovering how to build your strongest body yet. You'll learn how to strengthen your mind, body, and spirit all through the lens of the gospel. I'm your host, Laura Lindahl, follower of Jesus, lifter of weights, and adventure enthusiast. And I empower faith-based women to build strong bodies from the inside out so they can confidently impact the world with strength and grace. Welcome to the Her True Strength Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. How in the world are you? I hope that this podcast finds you on a sunny walk, driving through some smooth traffic, or maybe relaxing poolside. Either way, I'm so excited that you're here with me. Today's topic is one that I personally wrestled with for a long time, and it's one that I hear a lot of women struggle with. So without further ado, let's dive right in. I don't want to get big and bulky. I really just want to tone what I already have. This is exactly what I said when I wasn't using more than 50 pounds on a leg press machine. Yes, those words came out of my mouth. The girl who talks all about being strong and not being afraid of the bulk. To be fair, I did say this before I had completed my degree in exercise science and I'd been fully immersed in the world of strength training. If you asked me at the time, I would say I firmly believe that lifting anything heavy wasn't necessary for women and that I would pack on the bulk if I lifted heavier. Today, I want to tackle this idea, one that many would call a myth about how lifting heavy weights makes women bulky. And hopefully, hopefully, by the end of this podcast, we'll be able to put it to bed once and for all. So before we dive into whether lifting heavy does or does not make a woman bulky, I should first define what bulky actually is, shouldn't I? Well, here's the thing. I can't. It's actually impossible to define because bulky is super subjective. Several surveys have tried to get a beat on what bulky actually means by asking a lot of women. And the problem that they kept running into is this. Every single woman defines it differently. Answers range from bodybuilder status to someone with wide shoulders to someone with like legs or someone with guns, quote unquote. Regardless of how you label it, my point is this you get to decide what bulky looks like for you. I've looked and there is no biblical guideline for women on how strong or how big their muscles should be. I personally love having muscles pop. And when I'm looking in the mirror, I want to be able to see a little bit of the results of my hard work. But there's definitely a level of leanness or muscle definition that is beyond what I would personally want for myself or be comfortable with. This is why I've never had a desire personally to get into any type of bodybuilding competition. The personal desire just isn't there. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with women who want to do these things or desire a more muscular or lean figure. It's just not for me. And it might not be for you. In the same way, my body type might not be someone else's preference. I've literally had a training prospect ask me why my legs weren't thinner, because in her mind, she believed that legs should be thinner. It's fine. Here's where grace lies in all of this. We don't get to determine what someone else should want their body to look like, period. 
To take it one step further, if you're judging someone else's body based on what you think it should or shouldn't look like, look out, sister. (laughs) Those are some dangerous waters that you're swimming in because the enemy would love for us to put others down so our own ego can get stripped. And at the end of the day, each woman is responsible to God and God alone for how she takes care of her body and what we have to say about it means diddly squat. (laughs) Got it? Okay, good. So it's important to take away from this that bulky is really subjective. And generally, when women use this term bulky, they're talking about an undesirable appearance. However, (laughs) that appearance is different for everyone. What woman finds bulky, another might find too slim or just right, or perhaps just downright gorgeous. This is why it's literally impossible to define what bulky means. But regardless of what comes to mind when you think of too bulky, most women do generally agree that they mean gaining a significant amount of muscle mass when they're referring to bulky. While I used to be the coach to dismiss this and say that it's just impossible for women to get that bulky without obsessive training and steroid injections, which is true, there are two very important things to consider around this. First, the fact is that there are some women out there who are naturally capable of gaining muscle mass in significant amounts. Whether this is due to a hormone imbalance or not, we have seen this in a very small percentage of the population. Again, very small. Second, it's not up to us to determine what bulky looks like for someone else. They might feel bulky when they add just five pounds of muscle mass. While it's true that gaining a significant amount of muscle mass won't happen overnight, if a woman prefers a slightly muscled look, at some point she may have gained enough lean muscle mass for her personal preference and transition to a maintenance phase. I have several clients who are in this phase and they're absolutely loving it. Here's the thing. It's impossible to know how much muscle a woman will gain when she starts a proper strength training routine. Every coach that I've asked about this has given me the same response. It depends. And from my personal experience training hundreds of clients at this point, it does depend. It depends on the woman, her previous training history, her stress and time demands, what type of strength training she's doing, how much she's eating, and to be honest, the list goes on. A super sad fact is that most studies done thus far are on hypertrophy, have been done on men postmenopausal women or women with health conditions. So it's nearly impossible to state how much lean muscle mass a woman can expect to gain a healthy, moderately aged woman when starting strength training. But reality is this is where we're at right now. What I can tell you is that not a single coach I've talked to or women I've trained has gained more than half a pound to one pound a month for the first six to 12 months. And it slows considerably the more years you've been training. And this is with women who are making a very conscious effort to gain lean muscle mass and eating to support those goals. So half to one pound of muscle with lots of effort. These women weren't kind of trying. They were going all in and that's what they got to show for it. Point being, muscle growth doesn't happen overnight. And women who carry a lot of muscle have worked very hard for it. Does that make sense? I hope that this is making sense to you because it's really important that we lay this foundation. 
before moving on to what we're going to talk about next, which is how every single woman responds differently to training. I've had clients with very different body types, shapes, and sizes gain muscle over the years. And I can tell you that if they all ran the same strength program, ate the same food, and had minimal lifestyle differences, they would all still look drastically different from one another. Can they all still lift heavy? Yes. And even though their bodies won't shape up, quote unquote, the same, it doesn't mean that they didn't get healthier and stronger by lifting heavy weights. It's part of our genetic makeup, our lifestyles, and stress factors, some of which we can, but many of which we simply cannot control. Another side of this coin that often gets overlooked in the bulky discussion is body fat. While no one loves to talk about this, I think it's important to know where this comes into play. Over the years, I've had several female clients who started strength training for the first time with me as their coach, and within just a few weeks, a few of them would complain about feeling bulky or fluffy. They would often say that their clothes fit more snug than they like and that the scale was going up instead of down, which isn't what they wanted. When I would ask them about their nutrition, they would mostly admit that it hadn't been great and that they'd been eating more because the training had increased their appetite. What's generally happening in this type of situation is that the client is gaining some muscle in addition to fat, increasing their glycogen stores, which is energy that's stored inside the muscle belly, and she's also likely holding on to water. Yes, their size has increased, but from my experience, this is just temporary. As a client continuing to train, their lean muscle mass normally increases, which raises their caloric expenditure, aka the calories that they're burning a day, and the extra food that they were consuming gave them more energy to move around during the day. They felt like getting up and moving, they felt like going for a walk at the end of the day, and as a result, their overall total calories in a day increased. And even with a few extra calories, in just a few months, they were actually leaner and stronger than they expected without altering their diet. I've personally experienced this in my own life as well when I first began lifting and eating at maintenance calories for the first time. I had gone from eating like 1,200 calories a day and training six days a week to eating close to 2,500 calories in a day over time and training three to four days a week. I actually experienced an increase in weight about 10 pounds, but my clothes fit way better and I could see my progress in all of my lifts. I went from a size 12 to a size 8. I had more energy and really cool, I was able to deadlift in the 280s. So as you can see, getting bulky might mean that the scale could go up, but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily getting bigger. In fact, one pound of lean muscle mass takes up about 20% less space than one pound of fat. So if you lose five pounds of fat and gain five pounds of muscle, the scale will stay the same. Five pounds more, five pounds less. The scale is the same, but you'll be smaller. Does that make sense? Muscle is more dense than fat. Takes up less space. Okay, moving along to the questions some of you may be asking. What if I actually want to build muscle? Well, as I mentioned earlier, gaining mass unfortunately doesn't happen overnight. And training for strength versus training for muscle mass size are actually very different. 
Just because someone has big muscles doesn't mean that they can lift heavy. And on the flip side, just because someone doesn't have big muscles, it doesn't mean that they can't lift heavy. Muscle size does not determine strength and strength is not determined by muscle size. It's really important to note that. However, when it comes to working towards one of these goals, we train differently. So when we talk about training for strength, we're specifically referring to the amount of weight that you can lift in one rep. Specifically, we mean how many motor units we can make fire to produce the greatest amount of force, getting the bar up off the ground with the most amount of weight on it. This gets trained by lifting heavy weights at low reps with a very short time under tension. Time under tension here meaning how long are you holding on to the barbell? How long are you doing a squat for? So here we're not doing a lot of tempos or things like that. We're lifting a lot of weight over a short period of time. You're going to have a lot longer rest period when you're training for strength. And this allows our muscles to recover and refill as well as decrease our heart rate between our lifts. And the strength focus will typically be on the movement rather than on the muscles that are working. You're focusing on lifting the bar off the ground, pulling the body up over the bar. Regardless of what lift you're doing, you're focusing on the movement and what you are moving rather than the muscles that are working. So from a rep range here, you're going to be thinking about your eight sixes and your fours or lifting for three fives and ones. And your accessory work will also be lower in the rep ranges, anywhere between like like our six to our twelves. So all of this refers to specifically training for strength. Now, on the flip side, when we talk about training for hypertrophy, we're looking at someone who is looking to build their muscle size or in other words, get bigger muscles, right? When we're looking at someone who's training for hypertrophy, we are training at a much higher volume with lots of sets and reps, a high amount of time under tension here. So this is where you're going to focus a lot more on those tempos like I've talked about before, where we're lowering the bar down slowly. Here, you'll also be training much more frequently than you will for strength. Here, we're looking really training up to like five to six times a week at max with much shorter rest periods. You're talking like 30 to 60 seconds rest between sets for hypertrophy versus resting for like three to five minutes for strength. So most coaches, when they're training for hypertrophy, you'll notice we are really looking to push towards failure. And we're going to use a few more special techniques here. These things could be like burnouts where we're doing anywhere between like 20 to 40 reps of something or to go to failure and a lot of isolation work. You will not find that when you're training for strength. Very rarely when you're training for strength are you looking to go to failure because the risk is not worth the reward when it comes to that at such high weights. I hope this makes sense. It's really important to note here that neither one of these is exclusive of the other, but it's important to know that when we're looking for muscle size, you would be training for so. And when you're looking to get stronger, you should also train accordingly for that too. I hope you took notes on those. Feel free to go back, rewind, do all of the things to know specifically if you're training for strength, what that should look like versus training for hypertrophy or muscle size. While most Fitspos you'll see on the gram or Facebook would not label themselves as hypertrophy coaches, most of their programming would land in this box. 
Personally, I like to blend them together in my programming so that my clients can see a little muscle in the mirror, but also know that they're getting stronger by lifting heavier weights over time. The biggest takeaway here that I want you to get from this is that there are specific stimulus for strength and there's specific stimulus for gaining muscle size. They are not mutually exclusive and you can blend them together. I hope that makes sense. So let's anchor this down. Let's tie this up with a big bow and let's talk about the biggest takeaways you can get from this discussion. First, we talked about how relative bulky is and that it's not one's place to push a particular body type on anyone else. We all get to choose the type of body shape, size, leanness, and muscularity that we want to strive for. Second, Gaining lean muscle mass doesn't happen overnight, but it does come more easily for some than others. Third, lifting heavy doesn't give you a particular body type. Only God can give that to you. But lifting heavy will give you lean muscle, confidence, and strength every single time. Fourth, don't mistake an increase in body weight for body fat when strength training. Just because the scale isn't moving in your favor doesn't mean that you're not getting healthier by gaining muscle mass. Body fat takes up more space per pound than lean muscle mass does. So if you lose those five pounds of body fat and gain five pounds of muscle, you're going to be the same weight, but you'll be smaller and your clothes will likely fit much better. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to how your clothes are fitting own those wins, they are way more important than any number on the scale could give you. So there you have it. Now that we've cleared the air on that, I think it's really important to touch on why strength training for women is such a good idea. First, you're going to get a major confidence boost. Every single woman I've talked to, spoken to about training would agree that there's something so empowering about picking up a heavy weight up off the floor. It makes you feel like you can literally tackle anything, whether that's picking up your kid off of the ground or helping a friend move. You're just not going to be second guessing if your body is capable because you've already proven that it is, which is so cool. Second here, you can focus on positive performance-based goals when you are training for lean muscle mass. If your main focus in your workouts is constantly not being enough, not lean enough, small enough, fit enough whatever it is, you're going to have a consistently negative dialogue going on in your head surrounding your body. But when we focus on positive performance-based goals, like getting five push-ups or adding 10 pounds to your squat, your self-talk and mindset will be much more positive because you're going to be focusing on what your body is capable of doing. And this changes so much. Third, Gaining lean muscle mass is frankly just not talked about enough when it comes to improving our health. I've yet to hear a client come back from their doctor and tell me that they have orders to increase their lean muscle mass. Unfortunately, the focus is much too often on negative factors that are unreliable as indicators of health, like our BMI or our total body weight. I believe that not enough focus is put on lean muscle mass from a health standpoint. And to be honest, it's one of the healthiest things that you can do for your body. Adding lean muscle mass to your body helps to maintain a healthy body weight and fat levels, improves your cardiovascular health, improves your blood levels, and it is metabolically expensive to put muscle on your body. What I mean by that is that your 
body has to burn a lot of calories or it costs your body a lot of calories to build, maintain, rebuild muscle. (laughs) It's kind of high maintenance. Another factor a lot of young women forget is this little thing called sarcopenia. Have you ever heard of it? If you haven't, it's a process where your body starts to lose muscle mass when you get older. And when we gain more lean muscle mass while we're young, it puts us ahead of the game, so to speak. Because sarcopenia can lead to a loss of strength and mobility as we age, when we have more muscle mass to begin with, we greatly reduce the side effects that are often packaged along with sarcopenia. We can stay strong, mobile, and healthier while we age, which is a win in my book. Fourth, increasing your lean muscle mass has been shown to greatly increase your bone mineral density, which can also prevent bone loss as we age. This means your likelihood of falling and landing yourself in the hospital with a fractured hip are a lot lower. Bone mineral density increases your chance of breaking and fracturing your bones, which is no fun when you're young and can be even more devastating when you get older. Again, this isn't the most sexy benefit of gaining lean muscle mass, but when push comes to shove, your hips don't lie. It's important to have strong bones. Fifth, gaining lean muscle mass helps us remove self-imposed limitations. Have you ever said to yourself, there's no way I can do that? Then someone shoves you out the door, pushes you out of the plane, or adds weights to your bar, and you're surprised that you did it. Has that ever happened? Well, if it has, that's because far too many women label themselves as weak, unathletic, or clumsy before they start strength training. And once they get started, they shockingly begin to realize that they aren't any of the things at all. In fact, most women begin to realize that just within a few months, how strong, capable, and athletic they actually can be. Then, once that limitation is removed, the doors open to all sorts of possibilities in other areas of life that they could be holding themselves back from. No joke, I've literally seen lives change because of strength training. And it's amazing what happens when you get out of your own way sometimes, isn't it? Sixth, as I mentioned previously, increasing our lean muscle mass increases your metabolism, which in turn promotes fat loss if your nutrition is on point. Not to mention the amount of calories burned, not just while you're training, but afterwards as the body slowly returns to resting levels or what we like to call a little thing called homeostasis. Finally, As wives, mothers, business owners, sisters, nieces, grandmothers, and teachers, we as women wear so many hats, don't we? I've trained a lot of women, and I can tell you this. Women are not lazy. They are givers. They will give their time, energy, emotion away like it's cotton candy. But at the end of the day, they're often left with nothing for themselves. We can sacrifice our own health for the sake of others, which is why lifting heavy not only empowers us to help others, but when we're stronger and filled with more confidence in what we can do, we pass that confidence along to others. It's literally a circle of life. I love it. And it's awesome. Plus, because following a progressive strength training plan is so effective, you don't have to spend all of your time in the gym, which means that you can have more hours in the day to spend with those you love. And I believe That's beautiful. So, 111th reasons later, we have arrived at our final destination. Lifting heavy and gaining lean muscle mass is 
awesome. Lifting 280-pound barbell off the ground rocks. (laughs) Pulling your chin up and over the bar is incredible. But practically, being able to hoist your 40-pound toddler into his booster seat is also pretty darn incredible too. Here's what I want you to try and for size over the next couple of weeks. Identify where the fear of being quote-unquote too bulky came from for you. Was it a magazine? Maybe it was a rude comment in high school that someone dropped about your shoulders or your legs. And based on what we talked about today and knowing that lean muscle mass takes a lot of hard work, that everyone's body changes differently with training, and that lean muscle mass has a myriad of health benefits, as we talked about, ask yourself this, what is that fear holding you back from? Now that we know all of the benefits of strength training and just how hard it is to put on lean muscle mass... I want you to personally challenge your own beliefs surrounding what you believe bulky means and the fear that it has held you back with. I heard an incredible acronym that has just kind of stuck. It's kind of sticky and it's stuck with me for a long time. And it's this fear stands for false expectations appearing real. And I believe this is perfect when we're talking about the topic of getting bulky because we have this very clear, most women have a very clear picture in their head of what too bulky is. And the reality is that we've broken down today is that that expectation likely is not reality. And so I hope that you can take this new reality with you today. I hope that maybe we have challenged some beliefs, some maybe misconceptions about lifting heavy about strength training so that you're able to take this with you if you're not already start lifting heavy and if you are lifting heavy to lift heavy courageously and boldly because that's what we're about here folks right we are all about building strong and confident women who are able to better serve and love those around them so until next time my friends stay strong lift heavy all the love Coach Laura.